I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40, Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 244. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. Case, you're back. How you doing, brother? You okay? It's been a minute. Um, I got a question for you, though, Chris. Um, what's the difference between the Detroit Lions and the Vietnam War? Um, <laughs> this is like the salute to service month, dude. This is not... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to talk about a lot of things in today's show. I don't know if that's one of them. We're going to review the Redskins game that everyone had so much fun with. We're going to talk about where fans are. Where should they be? Where's their heads at and why? We're going to talk about what the rest of the season holds for this team. We're going to look ahead to the game on Turkey Day against the Bears and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? They're both very unpopular. It's bad for the morale of people following at home. And more people are watching Hockey Night in Canada than the NFL right now. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. Of course, the very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. Brian Brookheiser from I Prevail. Getting towards the end of the tour. He's getting tired, man. He's 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 grinding hard for a long time with this new trauma album. Also a member of the Patreon, though. Uh, check it out, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there. You get uh, signed up for donating as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the Slack chat, great Slack application on your phone or your computer or wherever, and uh, take part in the most intelligent chat that you'll find on about the Lions on the internet. And right now, the bar is as low as it's ever been, but what a great place, great people to hang out with, really, really cool folks. Um, it just happens to be that there are other Patreon donors as well, but uh, great stuff, great conversations, and, and, and real talk um, without the, the, the crazy Uncle Eddie running around there. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there, join the donators, help, this, uh, help the show, and uh, get some good stuff out of it. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, or on Instagram, Detroit Lions Podcast. We're in there. We've got some good followers already. And uh, still working on that first post. Still still grinding it up for you. Be there for the event that is our first Instagram post. Also on Twitter, that's the cool place where all the posts happen at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very, very best place to see Mr. Case. In really bad taste. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. I may put something together on Turkey Day night, just kind of a vlog kind of a thing. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Somewhere in here in the next week because we got a no. no I will Lions not be Sunday. available Turkey Day night. I will be. <laughs> You'll have a leg somewhere a leg right. behind your neck. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be. Uh, I'll put something together here between. We got no football, Lions football on Sunday. So we'll put some some good information there for you guys and we'll, we'll talk about the game and some other stuff. Just go to YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Subscribe and hit the bell so you're notified when we're live or creating stuff for you. 
Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, all those places. Let folks know that you give us five stars of love. And if you give us anything less than five stars of love, do it in the subreddit. We're happy to take your criticism and talk about it and figure out what we can do to make the show better. This is a community show. This is a family ride. Let's do it together. And you guys calm down back there or I'll pull this thing right over. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And oh my gosh, what would be more fun and more exciting than seeing the Lions trounce on a weasel weak team like the the Washington Redskins with really no players other than Terry McLaurin? What, what, I mean, what could they do? I mean, what could they even do to a team as powerful and well coached and top shelf and healthy and highly. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any more adjectives. What the fuck happened, Case? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say um, that we really, uh, if, if you have a case um, uh, cliche drinking game or, or bingo card, uh, today today is the day to do that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be hitting them all through the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about Bo. Let's talk about yeah, a little okay. bright spot, right? Bro? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Bo, yeah. No, then he came out of nowhere. Um, Scarborough Fair? I, I don't know. You know, I haven't been on the show in a couple of weeks, so um, I don't know how much you guys have talked about him, but it, I did, had no idea who he was until he'd been picked up. Um, he was drafted in the seventh round by the Cowboys uh, a couple of years in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, and then bounced around their practice squad, the Seattle. Uh, he, he was on the Seattle active roster for a minute um, and somebody else. I don't remember who else. It was maybe the Bengals or somebody had him on the practice squad. Yeah, Regardless. Nobody really given him a shot on the field. So uh, this is the kind of player where this is the kind of player that you see. I mean, it, it, we've seen a lot of running backs uh, who get a chance uh, at some point in their career coming out of the seventh round, coming out of being undrafted, things like that, who, who um, make a name for themselves. And they don't always have the, you know, the same longevity of the, of the players. And especially recently, we've had so many running backs come out of the draft in the first uh, few rounds that, that are, you know, making a big name for themselves, that, that, that narrative that used to exist, that you could get a running back anywhere um, has died down a little bit, Uh, but it isn't, completely gone. And I still do believe that of all the positions in the NFL, it, it's one of the ones where you can find hidden gems um, oh, yeah. more, uh, more easily than anywhere else. And it, and I don't want to, you know, it's way early to, you know, be crowning Bo Scarborough, but he's been doing behind this line what no, none of the other running backs that we had were able to, um, even in, I, he's performing better than Carrion Johnson did behind this line while mm-hmm. Carrion was in. <clears throat> and let's we'll see with this line, not necessarily the same line, because this line's a little dinged up right now. Right, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, there is reason to be optimistic about him for the future. He'll have to, um, you know, hopefully they sign him to a, you know, a short contract this offseason and and he has to battle for a roster spot, you know, that kind of situation. I don't want to assume that he's going to be the man or anything like that, but he will. Right. But, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. It'll be, it will be interesting to see. He'll be one of the more fascinating guys to watch through the offseason. I suspect. Yeah. He was a guy that I think got injured his senior year in college. If I remember correctly, and please don't, if I'm wrong, 
don't send hate mail. Just just let me know. Remind me. <laughs> Gently remind yeah. me. I've got enough going on with the Lions to break me this year. Uh, no, but I, I think he just got injured coming out of college, so he was he fell a little bit, and then he he suffered uh, some, some injuries along the way in the NFL that prevented him from really getting a, a shot and getting up to speed. And um, this may be an opportunity, like you said, to find that kind of hidden gem. And and as we'll talk about later, so much more right now is about next year than about this year with this team. That um, it's neat to be able to see a guy like this run. You use him in 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 that skill kind of position and see how he how he turns out because there you know you find that gem that's something you don't have to grab next year in the first round or second round. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the rest of the game, um, and here's it, notch one off on the bingo card here. Um, the Lions, more so than maybe any other team in the league, find incredibly unique ways to lose games, um, and and. The the number one thing in this game that that happened was our coverage unit had a breakdown, and our coverage unit has been great this year. Maybe one of the best, probably one of the best in the league. I don't have the stats in front of me to, to you know say, but one of the best in the league. They've been great at coverage all year. They hardly ever let anything big go, and then on a muffed uh, kickoff that turns into a touchdown of all things of all things that you would expect to have gone wrong in this game. That's like bottom of the list. (laughs) So it's, it's truly impressive to me, the creativity of the lions in their losing ways. There was no touchdowns allowed by this terrible defense. Where's there? Uh, We're going to talk about the defense um, later on in the show. And okay. Uh, I so. didn't get the inside scoop on this one. I can't wait. All right, so yeah, nothing nothing uh, like that came out of the defense that we saw. Um, we kind of look around else. Driscoll. Driscoll's out there doing Driscoll things. I, I got to tell you, he seems to be a heck of a competent backup. Is, is he is he a starter in the NFL? Eh, maybe on the Bengals right now <laughs> he is. He's, he's definitely on the Lions, right? On the Lions he is because you got a hurt quarterback. But uh, you want to put Blau out there? Who else you want to put out there, right? I mean, this is the guy that's going to get you the best. And and the the case is, if if, if Stafford goes down, you want it to be for a small injury. Maybe you know he he gets dinged up for the last you know couple minutes of the fourth. He got quarter. too drunk last night. Or... Yeah, yeah. He just needs a couple you know Motrin to kick in and his little energy drink to hit before he can th- that kind of thing. Great whole games having a backup start. That's tough. That's tough. I think Driscoll's a, a, a good guy. I feel really good about him as a a backup. I mean, what he did against uh, the Cowboys in the in the previous mm-hmm. game showed that he's competent. Now, he didn't pull the game off, but we had no expectations of winning that game. That was a tough game walking mm-hmm. into the season with a with a healthy roster when we were analyzing the schedule, right? And that hadn't changed throughout the year. So when you got fifty percent of your guys out injured and you got your backup quarterback in there, you're thinking we're going to get blown out, and we were in it to the end. I, I Driscoll. He again, he's not replacing Stafford. There's no such thing as a quarterback controversy here, but um, he's he's been competent. I got to give him credit for playing mostly a competent game, and you can tell he's thinking when he's out there. He's mm-hmm. he's he's not able to just kind of react to what's going on. I think it makes you appreciate what you have in a guy like Stafford, who you obviously and this, this is going to sound stupid, but obviously isn't thinking. 
right? He can react and, and mm-hmm. act without having to go through a, a series of checklists in his head. His, he's just a natural checklist processor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his, maybe that's it. Maybe his processor is, is faster. Whatever it is. He sees the, you know, yeah. he sees the, the he can feel progression it. in his head. He, he can feel it rather than read it, right? I mean, it's just, it's just right. a natural uh, state for him. And someone like Driscoll with enough time, he could probably get to something like that. But to be able to execute on the level that Stafford does helps you see how many pieces are so much so important to what makes a great quarterback and also helps you kind of see how silly the people that maybe are not thinking Stafford's the guy actually are in in the face of what uh, what the quarterback's job is and what it takes to do it and this has kind of been the year of backup quarterbacks in the NFL they've had more success this year than you know any other year that I can ever remember for sure um but that is a huge anomaly. And a lot of those guys after, you know, what looked like a, at one point backup quarterbacks in the NFL this year were 25 and 25, uh, 25 wins, 25 losses, which is, I mean, for backup quarterbacks to be 500 it is pretty impressive. Crazy. Um, but at the same time, I think a lot of those teams with the backups have started to uh, deteriorate as, as, you know, as teams adjust and, you know, things well, like look, that. Look so Kansas City had. Right, the, Mahomes went down. They came in with a backup. They won a couple games. Backup's gone. Mahomes is back. Right, um, you, they've got an, a, a really excellent team surrounding him. Mm-hmm. So I think I think there's something to be said for that. But again, we come here. We have a we have a close game. Um, you don't want a close game against the Redskins, but God, the injury bug this year. We're going to talk about so close games later case. too. We're going to talk about so injuries bad. as well. Um, the only the only injury to report out of this game, fortunately, was Marvin Hall, and I don't know how serious that was yet, but um, he left in the I think I believe the third quarter, maybe the fourth. Sure. Um, but uh, hopefully he's back. He's another guy who will be interesting to watch um, this off season. Um, you know, I don't expect him to become a top three. You know. Uh, long-term top three prospect for this team, but uh, he could be the number four wide receiver of the future for us for a while. Yeah. Um, if he, if he's able to keep up what he's been doing, if he can keep it up, that's always the question, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do we want to talk about this game? Anything anymore? Is there anything else you had to say case about it? I really don't have that much to say. I mean, none, none of it was that huge of a surprise. You put a guy like Driscoll in a situation where um, he's, feeling desperate to move the ball. And and that's when a situation where a guy like Jeff Driscoll is going to throw interceptions. Right. Um, so it wasn't, you know, that wasn't a huge shock. It was too bad, you know, um, after it would have been nice to get him, you know, his first win with the team, but um, it, it, there's so much, there's so much that's not right about this team right now. Um, and, and I think it's safe to say that, uh, were this team the team that it's supposed to be? And when I say that, I'm strictly talking about health wise. Mm-hmm. This, there wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about a loss to the Redskins. So, well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you think about it, we, we giggled. And this is, this is kind of part of what hurts for me, Casey. You, you weren't here for the Cowboys discussion, but, um, um, I remember I talked about the Tampa game. We we went to the game in Tampa. We were doing Let's Go Lions. You could hear it on TV. It was awesome. We mm-hmm. felt awesome, right? It was we we, mm-hmm. we took over the stadium, and then the Jets game last year happened, and I was like, oh god, I deserved it, right? I, I jinxed mm-hmm. us. It was horrible. And then I went to the Cowboys game, and the Cowboys fans travel so well, and it was the most profitable game for Lions fans to sell their tickets, season ticket holders. 
of the season. So at that mm-hmm. point, why wouldn't you at least capitalize and regain some of your investment, right? You, you knew they were going to get blown out. It was it was the best game to sell. Mm-hmm. So here we are there. Listen, the Dallas fans chanting defense while Dallas is on defense. It was just like, oh my god, this is this is really really frustrating. Um, I mean, like I said, to week one in Arizona, uh, Lions fans were louder than the Cardinals fans for most of the game, <laughs> right up mm-hmm. till the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, no, for sure. And I get the frustration. Fans, fans are frustrated. There's a lot to be frustrated with. But um, that's you know, it's your team. It's 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 the game. It's it's part of the thing. And we are where the Bears were injury wise last year. And that's that's kind of where I was going with that. We laughed at him, you and me. We giggled you mean, at you the Bears. Mean, you mean the other way around? Because the Bears were the healthiest team in the league last year. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're. Right. Oh, I flipped my. <laughs> flipped my yeah. Um. What was the year before that the Bears? I remember. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. And, and Bears were. You know, Bears had several years there where they. You know, were just hemorrhaging yeah, talent left yeah. and right. So. Uh, thank you. I'm. I'm I need, I I need some more alcohol. It's been a long, I what long meant. couple weeks of work, let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, no, the year before, they, they were just absolutely terrible. They got hit with the injury bug. We were giggling at them and everything else, and it's like, wow, this is our turn in the bucket this year. And it's hard, man. You look at the team, and it's so hard to make judgments on where this team is for real, even on coaching, because you got guys that are so down the depth chart. There's so many guys playing for us. We're back to where we were years ago with guys mm-hmm. that aren't going to play anywhere else in the NFL. Uh, yeah, you know I remember I mean? like it feels like if the second half of 2011 when it was you know, mm-hmm. we had the hot start thing we ended up making the playoffs at 10 and 6, but we struggled so much on defense down the stretch because we had so many guys missing. Um we had like third stringers in in uh, like as our entire secondary yeah. and that's that's kind of the feel of this situation right now right we're, we're gonna drop guys that'll never play in the nfl again right and and we're playing guys that aren't gonna play in the nfl again after this season right now how do you evaluate a team or its coaches when the injury bug is just so prevalent it makes so, it difficult it really does yeah yeah and if you're if you're if, i mean as a fan you just know there's not the w column isn't lit right yeah. you're not seeing the thing yeah. that you want and when you see that against a team like the redskins it's like come on they're so bad. They are a bunch of backups, right? Well, it's tough. It's 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 really really tough to to kind of get through there and make some some of those things. But we're going to help you. We're going to help you. We're going to have a conversation about that. But first, we do have to have a a, a, a quick chat about something. Um, these guys are here because they want us to talk to you. They want they they appreciate what we do and they appreciate you folks being here and listening to the show. So please please listen up. Take advantage of this. Um, these guys at SeatGeek, man, they we we've been we've been with them a little bit, but they've they've helped change the relationship a little. So when you think about tickets, you need to think about SeatGeek, and I can tell you why. I mean, there's there's plenty of reasons. Uh, case, for example, you're out buying tickets, yep. you're looking to 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 go to a show, to a game, yeah. whatever else. Talk about yeah. getting a runaround, right? Tell me about tell me about that. I right? use their I use their their app for concerts all the time. Obviously, you know, I've talked about how this Cardinals game was my first game that I've gone to. So I haven't really don't have a lot of experience there, but for shows they've been, you know, it's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. SeatGeek, man, they, they kill it. They don't run you around. They don't give you any of the garbage. They are able to help you find a 
awesome seat in the price range you're looking for. Um, I've used different ones. I, I don't even say some of the other services I've used, but they're they're um, <laughs> PU, right? Um, I, I've stuck with SeatGeek, and it's as, as we've talked about in the show, we're not going to talk about something we don't believe in or don't use ourselves. Their app, it's quick, it's easy, it lets me pick exactly where I want to sit. And that's the key. When I went to the Thanksgiving game uh, last season, I was able to find a seat in my price range that I was willing to spend two uh, in the second row behind the Lions bench. How awesome is that? You're not going to be able to get those kind of seats. It's the same thing for a concert or whatever else, right? You want to find the right seat to see your favorite band and you're just you're into it there. You can do that and you can find the best deal. They got green dots, they got orange dots, and they got uh, uh, red dots to tell you how good the deal is. If you're getting oh, if they're selling it for too high a price compared to where it should be and all that, you can use that to help find the best deal. Um, they use over fifty thousand. There, they've got over fifty thousand five star reviews on the app. Obviously, they're doing something right. Um, they pull together millions of uh, tickets from around the web. They rank each deal from like a one to ten, and they put it to you in that inter- interactive seat map. So not only are you like you, you don't just say, "Oh, I want section one fifteen. It shows you where one fifteen is. It shows you where the seat is, and then it even shows you what your view is going to be at that spot. It's pretty pretty amazing. Uh, check out the Seat Geek app, and uh, I'll tell you. I'm going to be using it again. I use it all the time when I go somewhere, as Case said. He does when he does. He does a lot more shows. I kind of do sporty deals where I can. But let me tell you, not only the app, don't don't forget to get the app, but here's where they're helping out, okay? They're working with us to help you get an even better deal. SeatGeek is even giving you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code, download the SeatGeek app. I guess that's the first thing you got to do. And then use the promo code LIONS. And it's L-I-O-N-S for the, the folks out in... Uh, I don't know where I'm in Chicago. <laughs> you go to that. Use that Lions for ten dollars off on your first purchase. Download the app. Use code, uh, see, uh, promo code Lions for ten dollars off your first purchase, and uh, that will get you a sweet deal on tickets. And again, it doesn't have to be football. It could be concerts. It could be anything else. Go get the SeatGeek app. Use the CD promo code Lions. Save ten bucks. Get the best seat you can find, and have a great time. Thanks to SeatGeek and your friends here at Detroit Lions podcast. All right. All right, Case, let's get into this. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the people, the fans. There's a lot out there right now. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of um, – some. and I'm not going to say that some of it isn't justified, right? I, I Trust me, I'm a frustrated Lions fan right now. I think some of it's within the team's control. Some of it isn't. There's a, there's a lot of ways you can slice this and talk about it. But it's easily to be a frust- it's easy to be a frustrated fan if you're a fan of the Lions right now. Um, and as you said earlier, a lot of people have probably flipped over to Hockey Night in Canada uh, just because they've had enough. But I think one of the things that's, that's, that's kind of rubbing me a little bit is this this idea that people are ready to get rid of Patricia already out of the out of this thing and they're giving reasons like he's trying to slam crap down the players throats like belichick does but he doesn't have the the credibility or the results to do that right and i'm like yeah well if you show me a lions team that has the credibility or results to say no no don't do that don't change the culture here i might be up to listen to that but what we've not had is in over 50 years a culture or a um a coach that has been able to bring this team or a team that has brought a, a championship. I haven't seen it. It's not here. So I don't think that you can just look at the coach and say he's trying to make change things and that's bad. I think what he's trying to change is right. I think I think he will also evaluate himself after this season, again, as he did it after last, and adjust how he approaches things. And I think he's going to learn from it. I think where people are finding their most frustration, although 
Um, not as evidence in this last game against Washington, but is with the defense and with Paul Pasqualoni. We talked about how we got him, why we got him. And I think um, much like last year was the year that Patricia let Pasqualoni off the leash or, or let uh, Cooter off the leash to do his thing and prove whether he could or couldn't. This is the year where Pasqualoni is off the leash, and I think we're seeing that uh, Mr. Pasqualoni will probably retire because they are friends and they want to treat people um, with generosity and in, 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 uh, humanly in a humane way. They're going to let him retire at the end of this year, and they're going to find a different defensive coordinator. We'll get into those discussions of who it might be and who we're looking for. But, Case, I want to kind of hand this off to you because it, 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 you didn't really kind of tell me what you, you want to talk about. You just said, I got I make you nervous bundle. when I do that, don't I? Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to have a rant today, Chris. It's okay. <laughs> just, just don't get us demonetized. You know the word not to use. Right, right. I know the word I'm not supposed to use okay, anymore. Okay. Um. Um, but no, I, I appreciate it. I like it when you bring stuff like this, and, and, and I get to, re, to react to it, and it's, and it's really organic, and I, I appreciate that. But we'll I know touch you want to talk about this, so I'm just going to kind of throw yeah. this thing to you and let you roll, and I'm, I'm going to grab a drink here while you do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on some of the things that you brought up there. Um, okay, so first of all, um, I'm, I'm not having any fun this season. And the thing is, even when the Lions are bad, I can still have fun because I can still, you know, watch them. Go to the suite. What's, it was a riot. What's not fun? What's not fun is not actually being able to have any actual conversations with Lions fans because y'all are so upset um, and true. angry. It's like that, talking about politics. Like I don't that care anybody, where you are. That in, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like you can't you can't talk to anybody because somebody's going to be really really mad. Right. And, that, right. and it's not even just like a conversation. Hey, we disagree. All right, buddy, let's go have a drink. It's like I hate you. I'm banning you forever out of my life. Right. right? It's crazy. Right. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yes. So so that 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 <laughs> has ruined good. my enthusiasm for the season. Um, it, so I'll, I'll probably continue to be a bit of a hermit uh, for the rest of this. And then I'll pop back up in the off season um, with, you know, once, once things cool down a little bit and I can actually start to, you know, speak my mind without getting blasted for it. Um, but okay. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the lions and, and how good the lions are or how good the lions aren't. Ooh. So, okay. The lions have a losing record. They are three, seven and one. How many of you have actually looked at the at the standings? It, it, question. I mean, legitimate question. Ask yourself: Have you looked at the standings? Um, okay, yeah, we're we're last in the division. There are six teams below us in the standings, and one team tied with us. So, I mean, effectively, you know, we're tied for what? Um, last twenty fifth. Yeah, we're tied for twenty yeah, fourth. We're, we're like seventh. We had like the seventh round pick. So, I, think, in the draft I mean. Right now. Despite despite everything, and I'm going to get into the I'll get into the injuries, I'll get into the coaching, I'll get into you know etc. Uh, but despite all that, can, can I one thing? We're st- sorry, go, I'm, I'm sorry. Go I know ahead. you're going to get going, and I hate to get, I hate to stop you, but I got to yeah. jump in because it's such an important point. If we would have won that game against Washington, we'd have been 14th in the draft, almost halfway, like right in yeah. the middle of the league yeah. with a win yeah. over Washington, and we're seventh now in the draft. There's a lot of teams a lot worse than us. That's all. That's all I want to say. I'm sorry. That's, that that is exactly the point I was just making. We are not the worst team in the league, and, and but but if you talk to a lot of fans and you, you listen to fans, that's what it sounds like. And, and I know that that comes from a place of expectation because people got their expectations higher than maybe they should have. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it changes does doesn't change the fact that this is not the worst team in the league. Um, and and if to to go on that, okay, so there are six teams worth worse than us in in record, 
right? Mm-hmm. One team tied with us. So we're tied for 24th. Mm-hmm. How many teams do you think there are who have a lower net points than us? Oh, tons. Tons, right? There are 11. <laughs> Not tons. <laughs> including, including the five and six Carolina Panthers, four and seven Jacksonville Jaguars, and the six and, and the four and seven New, New York Jets, and the six and five Oakland Raiders. Sorry, I heard the question wrong. I was thinking gross points. You were, gross points. Yeah, no, net no, points. Yeah, not gross points. Point. That's just north of Detroit. We have nine, minus 31 net points, which isn't great, but it also is a pretty good indicator. It's low enough that it's a pretty good indicator of uh, if you Parity. look from year to year at net points and you see a team uh, with a, you know, a winning record with negative net points that tends to be a relatively good indicator that a they overperformed and b they're going to regress well you can take the same idea with negative with with negative points and if you have a team uh, whose record at 3 7 and 1 would suggest probably way worse than 30 negative you know 31 uh, um points as opposed to what do we got Miami Dolphins with negative 183 Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good indicator that, that, you know, we're just not getting our breaks go our way. What's like three um, points a game you're losing by, right? That, that if, that even if we, you know, were the, even if we played the, the season over again and, and just replayed every game, chances are good that we would come away with a few more sure. things like that. We sure. would probably be looking like an average team. Okay. So my favorite, um, advanced statistic and and not everybody agrees on this it's just my personal favorite is the DVOA uh from football outsiders and i'm not going like to tr- i'm not going to try to explain the whole thing to everyone um if you want to if you want to learn about it go to football outsiders um uh, just type in DVOA in google they'll the, you'll you'll find the stuff right there they have their explanations for everything it all makes sense it's not perfect cuz nothing is but it is very objective. It's not, there's no subjectiveness to it. There's no like uh, grading, grading, you know, plays by, you know, an an independent observer. It's all statistical. The lions sit, believe it or not at 17th in the league in DVOA, which is as average as it can be. Right. They're slightly above average in on offense. And surprisingly, Nowhere near as bad as you'd expect on defense. Let me let me find it real quick here. They are, yeah, they are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth worst defense. Which I mean, again, ninth is a surprise. I think for it would be you know by DVOA once again. But you know, take that however you want. Where we we hear and see about the Lions and the defense. You would think they were bottom three. Right, torches and pitchforks and all that. You would think that it was literally Ford Field was burning down and the pits of hell were opening up and and, and just dropping players in because they are so horrible. Mm -hmm. Now, every offseason, various outlets will come out with things about what teams were most injured, uh, most starters who missed time, et cetera, et cetera, those kind of things. I don't know this for a fact right now, mm-hmm. but I would suggest there is a very high likelihood that the Lions are at the very top of the list of teams affected by injury this year. Um, and, and once again, you can you can look at that in a lot of ways, and you can and it's how you interpret those is subjective. Um, but I would say, 
you know, it, it, it would be really tough for any team, any of the good teams this year, if they had the kind of injuries that we've had, none of the, none of the top half teams have dealt with the level of injury issues that we have. And if any of them had, they wouldn't be in the top half of the league is my, is my personal philosophy. Um, I know that part of the frustration, one of the major frustrations of the fan base is of many of in the fan base is that they were sold on this idea of depth. Okay. There's a difference between having depth and losing your whole roster and using depth, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having depth, depth is there not necessarily to uh, replace an injured starter, although that is part of it, but it's to help with the rotations. It's to help, you know, it, when, it, when a guy gets gassed, we haven't had that ability to do that all year because we started the year with Mike Daniels and, and, and Deshaun hand and Jared Davis and all these things that, you know, there was some of these things can be predicted. Um, Mike Daniels does have an injury history that the, it's gone to the extreme that it's gone to. And the same thing is true of carry on Johnson, that, that he's missed as much time this year as he has. It wouldn't have been anybody. It would, shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody that he was going to miss time, but the degree to which is not something you can really predict. Um, you could have, I would have guessed and told you probably Mike Daniels will miss, you know, three, four games this year it, when we picked him up and yet he's he barely playing expectations. <laughs> <laughs> barely playing at all. And we've got Ashawn Robinson miss, miss time. We've got Darius Slay miss time. We've got the Sean or uh, Damon Harrison miss time. Our whole defensive line is like, it, it, there is no defensive line continuity whatsoever. There's no depth to have because you can't even, you can't even roster enough players to build, to keep depth at the places that we are lacking depth right now. Yeah. It's not like they didn't, you know, go out and get the talent. It's just, they haven't been able to keep the talent on the field. And it frustrates me that people look at depth and hear the words. We're building depth and then don't, and then immediately assume that means, okay, there's no excuse if there are a massive number of injuries, our starters, right? Right. There's, there's, and the, one of the other, the same, I think it's a lot of the same people. Um, remember the, you know, the firing of Jim Caldwell and saying nine to seven isn't good enough. And oh that uh, is so like, I, it I, it's, it's not that it's not that I don't understand the frustration. It's that a totally taken out of context. B it wasn't good enough. Nine and seven. We, if we had gone nine and seven, the last two years, you know, not that I think we would have, because I think that nine and seven team overperformed and would have regressed anyway. They were primed for regression because of players we were about to lose. Um, and, and a lot of the players who, you know, got, have gotten hurt for us would have likely gotten hurt for us anyway, or you couldn't, you know, one way or the other. Um, it's silly to sit here and, and criticize that they took a shot. I understand the criticism and it's fair to criticize the actual, like what they've been able to do Mm. uh, uh, to some degree. Um, While I will say that it, it, like you said uh, earlier in the show, it's really difficult for me right now to get attack on exactly 
how good this team could be if things were to go right. Can I can I can I but, just bring an example? And 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 I'm not saying that this is necessary. Who we are, what we are, but this is I think a prime example of of what we're looking at right now. If you look last year, the San Francisco 49ers ended the year four and twelve, and it was like the house is on fire. It was everyone was laughing at him. It was like the Lions today, very very similar, right? Injury quarterback down injury across the board they're 10 and one now they're, mm-hmm. they're 10 and one team and then mm-hmm. how do they do it well and everybody wanted yeah, yeah yeah right i mean you're looking at a team that actually had a good system had good things in place but didn't have the players did they get a little bit of easier schedule because they were four and four and twelve I mean, probably yeah that, that, that helps a little bit right that, that certainly helps a little bit but mm-hmm. they had their guys come back they had a healthy team they also got a lot of really good draft picks they also played mm-hmm. the, the the salary cap smart which God, there's somebody else doing that around here, and I'm, I'm not. I forget. Anyway, there's there's there's, there's a, a couple things that came together for that team, and and that story is not necessarily a story that couldn't be rewritten next year in Detroit. And the what did they do? Did they fire everybody? Did they? What I mean, right? I mean, did they fire everybody because yep. because they had an injured team? No. Did they? You know, the whole concept of trust the system. I get that you don't. But 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 come on, you've you've got to understand. What did we start working with? We knew that team wasn't going to be nine and seven. Um, even with Caldwell in the first year of, pa- of Patricia, you're bringing a rookie coach along. And we said this last week, you have to go with the growing pains of a rookie coach as well. They learn. And you, you have, have to a, give them at least three years. You have unless unless they are learning. blatantly ruining a player's futures, which I don't believe they are. I mean, aside from players getting hurt, which obviously hurts their future, but that's not his fault. Yeah. And and the, the idea... <sighs> Of changing a coach every two years, which means a new system every two years, which means your system never gets fully integrated, which means you're mm-hmm. always working with a new system with partial legacy pieces of the old system. That is not a recipe for success mm-hmm. at all, right? Imagine to have a fully implemented system. And then if you want to fire him, fine, fire him. That's great. Whatever. That's that's the thing to do. But then you have you're going from a to B, it's a very clean kind of move. But if you got half of one, half another, and you're bringing somebody new in, what the mm-hmm. hell are you even doing? How do you take something that doesn't even go together in one or the other and try to mix that into a third thing? It just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. And this carousel of coaches is not a winning strategy. People that are ready to fire after a year and a half, a year and a half of Patricia are, are, are insane. I, I absolutely think they're crazy. They don't really, and, and, and I, they're not crazy, actually. That, that, that's kind of mean. It, it, they either don't understand, you know, what it takes to build an organization, not just a sports organization, any kind of an organization. They don't recognize what it takes to build an organization. If Darius Slay is mad, Darius Slay is going to be mad. You always have mad employees. You have good employees that get mad and go somewhere else, and you still do okay as an organization. As a matter of fact, you can still win as an organization. The people thought the Patriots were crazy for letting great players go, and 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 yet there they were still riding at the top. Why? Because they made good decisions and they made decisions for the organization overall. So sorry to jump in, Case. That was that was no, one that okay. was really really kind of gotten under my skin lately. And I want folks to see this is not a two season you know, experiment and then flip the, flip the switch again. There's, this is a long-term piece. This is a cultural shift. And this team, you're going to tell me that after 50 years of what we've done with a culture, it doesn't need an absolute reset. 
This is what we're getting. And that we don't have the patience to last, you know, three or four years before we blow it up again. Right. I get it. <laughs> Why are, are we like so years old? I get it. Right. <laughs> Trust me. You can I mean, ride a little yeah. longer. God yeah. almighty. Yeah. I know. I know that we're all desperate for the wins. We're desperate for them. But I mean, like, like you said, I mean, we've all been through a lot of losing, even, even those of us like me who have seen a little bit more success in my Lions fandom than people who have been watching since they were infants, you know, um, but we've all seen a lot of losing, but if you can't have, if you can't have the patience to at least find out long-term if something can work, then you're just going to keep having the same issue over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And look, you know, it, it, how, how much further than the Browns do you have to look and you to, know what? to see that? I just, it just occurred to me, everybody and people, you, you can be, you can be the angry fan. You, you certainly can. You know what I mean? You, you can be the guy that's ah, angry, whatever. And that's fine. That's, that's okay. And I get it. I get why you'd be there right that, that's not where i am i'm i'm kind of taking it a little bit more you know more broad approach it's not this is obviously not a one even if you fired patricia you, i'll see you in three years right i mean before we see it there, there's no immediate turnaround it's just not going to happen but there's there's I, I don't know maybe and this is how i'm going to characterize it there's the more pragmatic the more kind of intelligent fan that's like i get it the nfl is really hard it's a parody league it's really really close you get the salary caps going on there's a lot of different pieces and injuries is, is part of the chaos that's introduced they have no control over right trying to put all those things together and make them work is is, is really really difficult take the pragmatic approach watch it long term understand that every team doesn't win a Super Bowl. Will we get a chance? Absolutely we will. Absolutely this team will one day. We'll be with Patricia? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't I can't tell you the future. But as a Lions fan, you can be reactive. You can be the the throw your controller through the, the TV set Xbox player kind of fan. Or just be pragmatic. Look at the team. Look at what you've signed up for. <laughs> you signed up with the Lions, man. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, we had the one guy that called in the post game show that tried to drown himself in the shower and so the bathtub, right? That's the total Lions fan right there. <laughs> just, just quite, just missing the point. Um, no, but no, it's 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 okay. That the, I mean, it's not okay that the team does this, and but you have to understand as a fan what you're getting into and 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 accept where we where we are. Hope for the best. Spend your money in the way that you think supports you know what you want and what doesn't. But if you if you understand the more kind of pragmatically where we are and can kind of go with it and understand that this is a team that has a lot of change required when they hired Bob Quinn, when they hired Bam Patricia, and maybe when they hire the next coach, maybe I don't know. But there's a lot of change and a lot of evolution that has to happen for this team and in its history to kind of get shaken free. It's 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 a tough, tough deal. I, I told you guys, you've heard me say it a couple times, that Russian 5 movie is is a great example of what it took to shake the ghosts of of um, 45 years, I think, of no Stanley Cup for the, for the Detroit Red Wings, of going that long and being close and being just heartbroken along the way. If you can do that, man, you can you can do it in football. And and you just understand where you are. Be okay. it's, it, Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Don't be that, that, like we talked about earlier in the show, don't make it politics. Don't hate on people. Don't scream at people. Don't disown family members because they believe in Patricia and you don't. It's not worth it, man. It's not worth your health. It's okay. Breathe deep. We're going to want the best for the team. We can be critical, but we can still all be friends. And that's where I think it comes down to. And we can be critical, and and I think you know this is probably going to be lost on a lot of on a lot of people who have already shut off the uh, who have already turned off the <laughs> podcast because they think I'm a 
Hi, sweetie. Who think I'm a? Who think I'm? You know, who think I am a huge uh, Patricia fanboy? Um, and and hang on. Okay, who think I'm a huge Patricia fanboy? And 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 I've been. Uh, I was definitely one of the people who wanted to bring Patricia in. I wanted to bring him in a year before we even got him. Um, so I understand where that comes from, but that doesn't mean that I'm not ready to hear criticism about, about him. And it doesn't mean that I think he's a good coach yet. And it doesn't mean that I think um, he doesn't need to get better. And it doesn't mean that I think he is, is the long-term solution. All it means is that the circumstances under which we've seen so far are not circumstances that have allowed him to uh, show what he can do. And that's what I want to see. I want to see what he can do. I don't think and, you can evaluate him. Appropriately. Right. And that's, that's yeah. all. That's my argument is that I just don't think you can sit there and look at the things that have happened with this team. The amount of roster turnover we had to make the amount of, of shifts and changes and learning that had to happen and still is happening. And, and then throw in all the injuries on top of all that. And, and the weird ways we've lost games on top of that. And it, it it's, I, I think that judging him based on their current record is not a good, not a good idea is basically what I'm saying. And you're not wrong. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. How does he recover? Will he, will the lions be next year's version of this year's San Fran? Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. And I'd, if they can't, if he can't get this to work, if he get, if they give him three full years and he can't get this to work, then I, I mean, I truly understand moving on at that point. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm set in this Patricia or nothing ever. You know, that's not the mindset. So, it's, it's just a mindset of let's give him enough time and enough opportunity when the opportunity is available because the opportunity isn't available right now with so many injuries to do anything with them. So my thinking is, and, and, and hear me out, um, And in the NFL, normally I'm like a three years and done kind of guy with a coach. Um, mm-hmm. With where the CBA falls, um, the changes that are happening there, with um, the things that have happened up, up to now, with the fact that he's a rookie coach, I'm willing to go four years on him right now. Just with well, all I am too, as long together. as it's, you as know. As long as, if we go over next year, it's like, you, you got no shot, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, we did everything we could to help you out. If you go over because Stafford goes down again, and, you know, lightning hits the field and 33 players are, are carted off on, on week one, okay, well, mm-hmm. then maybe that's different, right? I can I can see through that. Obviously an active guy, although you're not very lucky, so we might want to think about it. But this CBA really rolls the dice on this thing and puts us in a position where you flip to a coach and the rules change. I, I just I would rather wait and see what comes out of the CBA and then build for that than build ahead of the CBA and then have the rules changed on us. When we ate those Sue and Johnson and uh, mm-hmm. Stafford con- rookie contracts after the last CBA, that just it made me extremely wary about getting too too built up around on um on, on the players you got and it makes me extremely wary about going after big free agent guys yet you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just want to see what we get out of the cba 
I think if we see good, solid improvement, good, solid growth, and build a really strong base for this team, we can weather the CBA and we can become a team that comes ahead. If we don't see that kind of growth, maybe after the CBA, maybe that's when we find a coach who we think is going to lead us to victory in, in that in that piece. But just establish something with this team first before you can – because if you don't have a foundation, you can't change and build off of it. And I, I have a hard time. I have a very hard time seeing Bob Quinn being the kind of GM who would go out and sign those, you know, uh, massive deals for, you know, free agent mercenary players anyway. I would argue um, that that's what he's setting up for. And, and, and the, the unexpected happened this year with the, um, the injuries, but that's kind of, you know, we talk about it in the slack, right? Having dudes, right? <laughs> Having those ex, those, those kind of guys, those, those difference maker players like a Calvin, right? Um, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of those guys in the team. We have a lot of really, really good players. But we don't have those absolute difference makers. And I think that's what Bob's been building is a team of good, solid players with depth. And then when, once we get there and they can start performing, then bringing in a couple of real superstars that kind of push us over the top. And that's why the cap is Maybe. set up the way I'm it is. I'm not sure we're going to be the there next year. but No, no. <laughs> this year was a really tough year. It's another argument in my mind for that four-year thing because the injury issues we've saw, we've hit this year – Again, makes it almost impossible to evaluate your coach, right? The fact that we've even been in these games with second and third tier players, with second and third string players playing as starters throughout these games actually is probably um, a compliment, right? It complements his ability as a coach to at least keep us close um, with, with these guys that are not starting tier players in the NFL. Well, and it... <laughs> In literally every single game we've played, except for maybe the Vikings game, we had a real good opportunity to win and and missed it. And that sucks. You know, it sucks to miss those crucial things. But it's also so much of that. So much of that is luck based. Yep. And and, you know, and there's there's a bingo card notch for you guys um, that (laughs) we truly so many of us downplay the importance of luck. And and that includes injuries, includes the bounce of a ball. It includes what happened on the special teams play where the guy muffed the catch and then, you know, that threw everything off. Right. If he had actually caught it normally, it that play probably would have ended, you know, and then they don't score the touchdown there. Uh, they, they, they probably win that game. You know what I mean? We had the bad luck with the refs against the Packers. We had bad luck against the Chiefs. We had bad luck against the, 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 the Raiders. You know, I mean, every single game, so much luck happened. And I'm not saying that if we had that, that if we had good luck, we'd have won all those games. Things could still not have gone our way, but we just, it has been a string of bad luck. And it's not like we're unaccustomed to that as Lions fans. You know, we've had a lot of bad luck. Um, Some years it's more pronounced than others. I don't think that last year was a bad luck year. Uh, we didn't, it, not everything went our way by any means, but I don't necessarily think it was a bad luck year. We, like you, like we've talked about, you've talked about uh, with the, uh, with the, the uh, field goals, um, the uh, uprights being our, you know, teammate last year uh, things, you know, we went six and 10, despite, you know, we actually had some good luck thrown in with the bad luck this year. We just haven't had any good luck thrown our way. Yeah. Yeah, and you need that. You need that in the NFL. Even those top teams, even the best teams in the league are have the records they have because they've gotten lucky. 
and, and on occasion along, yep, along the way they get lucky i mean sure. i mean if you're gonna blow a team out like the ravens did against the rams you don't need good luck but that's not happening every week you know right right all right let's uh let's let's push on that was a, that was a good discussion case thanks for Thanks for bringing that. I, I felt I got passionate in there along the way. Yeah, I, I got they had to get all that off my chest. It's been sitting there for a few weeks. So <laughs> I will. Uh, I, I have to say really quick. It's the holiday season, and boy, do my balls need squeezing. No, uh, the uh, you're, you're starting to look at those gifts for everybody. <laughs> Thanks for being a willing participant there, Case, on the YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what do you do in the holiday season? Well, you got to go get gifts. You got to get family gifts. You got to get friends gifts. You got people you really don't even like gifts. That's the thing that's the hardest. It's like, oh, God, what am I doing here? But it's always time to get gifts. And what do you do when you do gifts? You don't want to go outside for those people that you don't really care about that you have to buy something for. You don't want to deal the the pressing flesh and the, the bad breath and ill-mannered people of society such as Case and I. No, 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 no. You go to Amazon.com. How do you do that? Go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use that link. It'll go right on through. You don't even see it. It's like, foo, that fast. How fast? Foo, just that fast. Shoots you right in there. You don't even know you stopped by. It sets a little cookie, though. Tells Amazon, says, hey, you know, it's Chris and Case that sent you over there. And uh, because they sent we sent you over there, we take a little money out of Bezos' pocket. And we know how evil he is. And we put it into the pocket of the Detroit Lions podcast. Everything you buy, we get a little <laughs> kickback. And it helps us do this <laughs> like show. you're an advertising company and calling the owner evil in the <laughs> same breath. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. They listen. They listen. They so anyway yeah it's great amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com all your gift needs are available there uh go on over head on over and uh it's a great way to help the show by doing something you're gonna do anyway and this is that time of year to do it amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com all right let's talk about something that we kind of predicted ahead of the season um around the draft time um, at the end of last season, um, probably every time since our pick from the 2009 season, then that is, hey, you know, if Matthew Stafford goes down, we're going to lose out. The season doesn't even matter. <laughs> it was like I said, you know, before the season, my eight and eight prediction. And the one caveat was that's if Matthew Stafford doesn't miss significant time. <laughs> that was if the one caveat. So, so help me, Case, because... Matthew Stafford goes out, and everybody agreed. It was like 100. It was the gestalt of the Lions fandom that if Matthew Stafford get injured, this team has no chance. We need Matthew Stafford. He is the linchpin. Yet he's gone, and it's like, ah! <laughs> like what the heck? <laughs> right? I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It hurts. It's horrible. It's terrible. Matthew Stafford is injured. Matthew Stafford isn't leaving this team. Jeff Driscoll. Okay, who has been a competent backup? He's a guy that I think is as in a backup role is he's not quite you know Eagles Super Bowl caliber, but he's not absolutely horrific. He gives you something a little different, gives you a chance to at least a chance, obviously in the games, and uh, we haven't been able to pull it off. But this is what we expected. Why do we act like it's not? Case is it on you? <laughs> well, I think the better question is, um, do we want Stafford? to come back. And I know you guys talked about it. Uh, I, I didn't ever uh, this year. Oh, oh I mean, okay. uh, I mean, do we want him to come back this year? And, and I understand a hundred percent, the arguments uh, of people saying no, cause they, they want him healthy. But if it's not going to be a high likelihood of, uh, of re-injury or, or aggravating the injury that, that causes long-term, I would like to see him come back this year. And the reason that I would like to see him come back this year is because um, 2010 is 
was a important season for me um, because we'd seen the Owen Owen 16, we'd seen two and 14 and the, the 2010 season was not a good one, but, and, and this isn't actually about Stafford. This is about Sean Hill, but the, 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 the logic still applies. What happened at the end of the 2016 season was a string of wins. Um, I think, I, I think it was four in a row. Yeah. I want to say yeah. Or, yeah. Um, to, to finish off the season and that momentum, that, that, that energy, that, that like everybody in the locker room suddenly remembered or, or learned for the first time, you know, what it was like to win and how exciting that is. And, and if we could go into the off season with that, that does provide, and, and I know that the concept of momentum is, is, you know, a debated one. And I generally would agree that momentum is not as much of a thing as people think it is, but the, if you've got a positive attitude for the team, I do think that's important. And, and if you can, if we could rattle off, you know, two or three wins, even to, at the end of the season, that would be a positive way to go into the off season. And I think, you know, that happened for us last year, uh, blowout of the Packers at the, in week 17. And obviously, it, and, it, and it did translate to a lot of positive things in the offseason. Those things fell apart as the players fell apart. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, if, if I think it's better to enter an offseason in that mindset with the players uh, thinking, okay, now we've seen, you know, we can, we can do some things than it is to, for the entire team to just be like, well, Let's play another year. Yeah. Is it too early to talk about a draft party? <laughs> <laughs> Got a big draft know. party coming, folks. Good time. And don't forget our preseason party. We'll be doing that, too. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's um, – I, 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 I agree. I think, I think that um, – No, I'm like gonna, I said, you gonna, know. I'm not going to I'm not gonna challenge on that on any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want Stafford's injury to be re-aggregated or anything. So, like, if, if it's clear that that is a high probability, then – no thanks. He has, been, but, he has been changed from out to doubtful for the Thanksgiving game. Right. Don't expect to see him. So, no. But I, I'm as much as I hate to see it because there's so few football games and the off season is so damn long. It's so hard to go through that, and then it's going to be its own set of stupid talking points and narratives in the off season, right? I, I guarantee at some point someone's going to ask, and it's going to be like a people are going to act like it's a real discussion. Is Stafford strong enough to be able to withstand the rigors of an NFL season anymore? I, I just, I just, I just, you know, the stupidity how, is going to come uh, out of this. But I don't how, mind sitting him the rest of the year and getting him completely. Well, yes, healthy. yes. If 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 I have to make a choice between those two things, that's the obvious choice. I'm just like, if there's no reason to believe that if they're only sitting him just because they don't want to risk anything uh, else happening to him, but there's no reason that this injury is likely to be in, in any, you know, likely to be re-aggravated. I, I would rather see them play him. Um, it's a but, lot of um, money to sit on the bench though. God, yeah. that's so much money to but, sit on the bench. Um, isn't it just, isn't it our luck as Lions fans that Stafford is having the best season of his career and then this happens. <laughs> Isn't that truly like, <laughs> is, is there anything that exemplifies the, the misfortunes that we've been through than, than that? I'm not sure that there really is. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is so lions. It is. It is. It's unfortunate. But again, if you've been a fan for a while, you understand 
Um, that is that that being so lions is so lions, right? I mean, that's just part of being a fan. And and again, the dead wings and all the things. Just please, especially for Detroit people, keep this in your mind. You know this. And if you want to see uh, Case's sweet little lovable furball, um, it's on the YouTube now. Keep that in mind, though. We've been through difficulty as Detroiters. I mean, let's face it: the the economy in Detroit, the things that folks have been through there, is is something that it's 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 a mindset. Again, I use the word gestalt. It's it's a way of thinking that I have not seen anywhere else in the country. I've been a lot of different places. I've been around the world, you know, for work. Lived in a lot of different places. Detroit is a very, very, very special place because people appreciate folks who work hard. Everywhere else I go, people appreciate folks who could get away with not working. <laughs> it's such a shit. It's so frustrating as somebody from Detroit. People appreciate those who work hard. And if you don't quite have it today, people appreciate you when you work hard and strive and find that next thing and get it. And that's something that's not in a lot of places the way it is in Detroit. I was just back there over, I had a quick weekend jaunt down there um, with, uh, saw my mom a little bit, saw the Sandman and the, um, uh, the what's it called, the uh, the suite, which was awesome. Thank you again, Sandman, you are the Superman superstar. But just getting back into Detroit and hanging with the people, every time I do that, I just feel invigorated. It's it's something we do, and that work is it's a mindset, and nothing seems to come easy for Detroit, not just the Lions, not the Wings, the city, and it there's a something special though that comes out of that, and there's a mindset and a type of people, like I said, you won't find them anywhere else, and frankly, I feel like it's worth it because these are some of the best people in the world that I've ever met, and people I don't even know. Right and 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 have nothing to do with anything else that I do. Just show up and 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 start having conversations about really really cool things. It's just part of who we are and what makes us, you know, Detroit. So so don't don't give up, guys. It's okay. We've done this before. It just sucks. It's who we are. All right. Uh, let's talk about what the rest of the year has for us, Case. Um, this is a team that we started talking about a little bit with Stafford, but I want to. Re- God. You know, when you talk about things, you always look at good leaders and inspirational people. That's that's why I kind of continue to go to the, the Patriots and, and, and kind of use that. It's not this Patriot way thing or any of that. I recognize that they're trying to do something a little bit different, but based out of the school they learned at, right? Um, but this is just a really, really good example. In the original episode of Do Your Job, which is available on, on YouTube, of course, um, Bill Belichick talks about a loss. It was like 44 to 10 or something against Kansas City early in the year. And the team was just getting crushed from the beginning. But he talked about it and he said, you know, we didn't have a chance to win. This was a game that we didn't have any, you know, we we had no hope in. But the team never gave up. The team went out there and they played and they had heart and they believed in what we were doing. And we had something there. I could sense we had something there, so we could work with that. And they turned that massive loss into an, an incredible uh, Super Bowl season. I think that was the one with the catch against the Seahawks and the, and, uh, the interception in the end zone uh, by Malcolm Butler, right? Um, that, that that won the game at the last second. And that was – it came out to do your job. And it was the whole concept to do your job, which is a very Detroit thing, by the way. But what he talked about there, I think, is what's really, really important. I think that's what's coming out of the rest of the season and what we are looking for from this Lions team for the rest of this year, and that's that character. It's that not giving up. It's that not turning on each other. And, look, I'm not going to call 
any defensive corners out, but how do you react to this adversity and can you put yourself in a position to support and work with it or not? And I think that's what the test is this year. This is now a series, I believe, of preseason games, testing talent, testing plays, testing formations, testing things under live fire exercises for next year. That's what I think this season really, really is all about. And and more than you know, all those things being said, it's a test of character. So as much as I say I'd like to see Stafford sit, I bet he's out there at the end of the season. I bet he's out there playing because he is that kind of a character guy. And I think you're going to see, based on what these players do, both in the media and on the field and everywhere else, the rest of the season is going to determine the makeup of the people that are on the team this year, whether they're there, whether they're not, in the 2020 season. I also think, you know, added motivation for Stafford to come back this year is that we still have three division games and you know that he likes playing those division games. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying it's likely that we beat the Vikings or Packers in, in uh, December, but wouldn't, how gratifying would it be to play spoiler? Keep one of them out of the playoffs. Look, look where the, the Packers are right now. They're definitely yeah. not getting, well, I don't want to say definitely not, right? But it certainly doesn't look like they're getting the home field advantage or the bye week right. in the playoffs, which is just another opportunity to see them. Get I mean, there would be, it would just, yeah, that would, that would make, that would make the football season for me is to keep, like, to eliminate them from playoff contention or a first round exit. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would just relish that first round exit from the Packers. It would make me very, very, very happy just to just little joker smile blood right <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie i recommend it it's highly it's awesome it's awesome awesome all right let's talk about um uh really quick okay fanatics you you, you got all your other gifts you want to get your lions fan your special lions fan something special or maybe they're a michigan fan or maybe they're an ohio bobcats fan or like case a cleveland cavaliers fan you never know head them over gonna go on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com same kind of deal as the amazon one sets you up with uh the, the site without without even blinking, you don't even know anything happened except there's a little cookie that happened in the background that said it's Chris and Gay. Oh my God, those guys are great. We make so much money. We're gonna take a little bit of the profit that we make here. We're gonna give it to Chris and Case because you bought something cool because they sent you here. So, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. When you buy your Lions gear, your Michigan gear, your anything gear, Pistons, Tigers, hockey time, Red Wings stuff. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and. Uh, Hook yourself up and hook us up on the way. Thank you for supporting us while you're doing that. All right, um, big news. This is a breaking news. I think this is actually really what got us kind of into this situation with the team this year of we don't feel like the playoffs are going to happen, and it's specifically because of this one move. The XFL has blocked the Lions from getting Josh Johnson. Devastating, <laughs> devastating to the team case. Please help us elaborate on why this has broken the back of Lions fans. First of all, I wouldn't have actually known that they could do that. Um, you would have thought that as far as the XFL being semi-considered a uh, developmental league. Right. Or semi-competent that, uh, considered. Right. Right. But, um, I mean, <laughs> it, Josh Johnson hasn't done anything meaningful in his entire NFL career. So it, this isn't, you know, it, he wasn't, I'm not even sure he better than Jeff Driscoll. In fact, I, I, I would rather you. play Jeff Driscoll being the young guy and seeing, you know, letting him play out the rest of the season, uh, assuming Matt doesn't come back um, and seeing what we have in him to see if he's a long-term option at backup because, you know, this is his first meaningful time in the NFL. Um, if he, if they the- can develop him over the rest of this season, 
into into a long term. Sorry, no, 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 it's okay. I was interrupting. I apologize. Um, the only significant thing we've seen from Des- Jeff Driscoll has been with the Lions, though. So don't count out Josh Johnson as a possible superstar. Maybe we could have a quarterback. I mean, he's thirty three. Yeah, well, I mean, he's right there. Stafford. It could be like collegial conversations of like, oh yeah, that was my favorite song in high school too, right? I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's do a quick look ahead to the Bears. Um, Thanksgiving game. Um, this is tough. I mean, the Lions, I mean, even Seth McFarland, the family guy, made a joke about the Lions losing on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it's it, it, it's a good one, but it hurts. Um, the Bears. Defense over there is okay. Offense over there is laughable. Um, what do we got? Can we do it? Can this defense stop Mitchell Trubisky from marching down the field with the soldiers of stupidity and uh, come away with a sneak win on Thanksgiving, making everybody's turkey taste better. I'm not planning to put a whole bunch of money on the Lions winning, but I mean, it, it, I would I would put money on the uh, point spread being within a possession. You know, I, I think that's the smart money. So, <laughs> if you're running, if you're running trends, it's always within a touchdown, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. So, Josh Johnson, look ahead to the Bears. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, enjoy your family. Enjoy your time. Don't let them wreck your day, guys, gals, folks. Do not let this game wreck your Thanksgiving. You've got politics to talk about with a family. Let that wreck your Thanksgiving so that you can walk mm. away and say, damn it, I wish there was some good football on in the morning. Um, we're not going to do a post-game show on Turkey Day. Again, I want to just kind of let everyone know as a kind of a show note there. Because um, I'm going to hang out with my family. And, and get yelled at about politics, even though I don't talk about them. And then um, we will try to put up some video on the YouTube. We'll try to sneak some in, maybe some some vlogs or some other stuff uh, between now and the next weekly show next week. And then with that, we wish you all a great holiday. And we love you, even though the Lions don't show it. You want to say anything else, Case? Bye-bye. All right, remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the comments and the stuff. Give us your feedback. We love that. We appreciate that. And don't forget about us on Patreon. We love and appreciate that even more. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. On the gram at Detroit Lions Podcast. And, of course, on the Twitter machine at D-E-T Lions Podcast. D-E-T Lions Podcast. The very best place to see case. <laughs> Being the human embodiment of Xanax. Wow. Mouthful of case. Whoever thought. <laughs> Good call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions Line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. We'll get you on the show. Also, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can come inside your desired device automatically thank you for tuning in remember we'll see you next time on the detroit lions podcast of course no pants no toaster maybe i got a toaster or two no hot tubs no problems because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this Show is over.